Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana, alongside me today from the virtual world, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I just finished stuff in my face. So if I take a nap, you know, while you're, while you're talking, it's not because I'm ignoring you. It's not because you're boring. It's because I am full of food. The show will not miss you. That's fine. Hey, look, I can use a nap. The beat goes on. After some uh, potatoes and steak, anybody can use a fucking nap. Dude, you actually eat, you eat early. Huh? So, I mean, it's it's five o'clock in the afternoon, and you've already eaten dinner. Well, it depends. Sometimes if my wife gets home early enough, and you know, I've cooked early enough like I did today then, then yeah we'll, we'll eat we'll eat early dude what are you like 75 only old people eat dinner at like four in the afternoon <laughs> yeah well you know shit happens I'll tell you what I know a couple of teams that can eat dinner whenever the hell they want right now because they got nothing to do and that's the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves <laughs> they can join they can join 28 other teams and eating dinner whenever they want because their season is now over. Officially. Officially over. We have a World Series matchup. It'll be played in Arlington, Texas at the new stadium, which I kind of don't like, but we'll get to that in a minute. And it is the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Look, for all of this expanded playoff stuff, we got the team in the American League, we got the team with the best record, and in the National League, we got the team with the best record. So I guess the shortened season didn't give us anything crazy in the end, but we've got a matchup, and I think it's going to be a damn good one. Hey, uh, quick question. <clears throat> Who do you think diehard Yankee fans were rooting for in Game 7 of the Astros and, and Rays? Uh, here's my question. The Rays are kind of a rival, kind of a team that they don't like, and – the Rays were uh, were on were very close to blowing a 3-0 lead in the LCS, just like the Yankees did. Every time they bring up a 3-0 lead, they bring up the 2004 Red Sox, and I'm, I'm sure Yankee fans hate hearing about it. Yeah. But on the flip side, you've got the Houston Astros, who are not only mortal enemies to everyone, they are super mortal enemies to the Yankees because they feel like they got robbed in 2017 by them cheating. I guess I don't need to put it in quotes because they did cheat. No. Um, so who do you think Yankee fans were rooting for in game seven? Uh, well, I, I, I think they were rooting for the Rays. Yeah. I think they were rooting for the Rays. And uh, I say, fuck that. I never cheer for a rival. I don't care what it is. If I was a Yankee fan, I would be cheering for the fucking Astros because the last thing I want is for a rival. Okay, I'm a Mets fan, right? right. I do not want – I, I didn't want the Braves to win. Right. So, you know. So, yeah, no, fuck that. I root for the cheating team. Plus, plus me personally, since I'm not a Yankee fan, I guess it doesn't really matter, but I was enjoying this, this Astros team. I was enjoying it, man. This little run that they had – they just let it hang, and they they just didn't care. So I was enjoying it. I wanted to see them win. But, yes, back to your question, 
I think Yankee fans were rooting for the for the Rays to win. Yeah, I, I that was the impression I got too from Twitter. I got the impression that they were more, you know, their hatred of the Astros just went beyond rivals, went beyond their own stinging history of being the only team to blow a 3-0 lead. Uh, you know, I'm not a diehard Yankee fan. I don't know. If I was a diehard Yankee fan, I don't I'm, – I'm a little bit different. Like, I don't really root against teams because I kind of – once my team is out, I kind of don't care anymore. So, that, at that point, I just want to see a good series. And so, I don't ever really root against another team because I just – I don't care, right? Like, if I'm – if I'm uh, <clears throat> if I'm the you know in, in my case right a Mets fan I was watching that Dodgers Braves series I didn't care I just it made no difference to me my my Mets aren't there hmm. I'm kind of done yeah I, I I can't see a rival win fuck that there's no way there's just no way that now don't don't get me wrong I would want a rival to win I wouldn't I wouldn't cheer for the Braves. You know, I wouldn't want the Braves to win, but I didn't want the Dodgers. I wanted the Dodgers to win a little bit more because I've got a little bit of a, a, a of of a fandom for the Dodgers because they played in Brooklyn, right? But if it was the Braves and the Padres, I would have been like, whatever. I don't care who wins. I'm not rooting against anyone. I'm not rooting for anyone. I just want to see a good see. I'll tell you what I did root for. Because it was kind of weird this year with the seven games in seven days, I was rooting for a seven-game series in both of them. I just wanted to oh, yeah. see how that dynamic would play out. And it was really quite interesting how it played out because we got games that really looked – like they looked really strange. Like the Dodgers in game seven threw Dustin May out there and they – they told him, you're the starter, but you're only going one inning. That's it. And it was just kind of – like that dynamic to me is still kind of weird, that whole opener thing. And so, you know, that's why I wanted to see seven games. I wanted to see how that dynamic would play out for different teams. And also, I think that's the way baseball's going. Baseball, I think, is going more and more towards that opener type thing. And so I want to see how it plays out because I want to see, you know, how, how is my team going to handle it down the line, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, I mean, game sevens are the best, right? So in any sport. Yeah, no, I so agree. I think we, uh, you know, we were, we were treated to two, right? Right. 14 games in seven days. Yeah, in eight days, yeah. They, or eight days, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, so let's start with the first series, the um, the Astros and the Rays. Look, if I'd have told Astros fans, you're, you're, you're not going to give up more than four runs, you're going to give up four runs or less in six out of seven games, going into that series, Astros fans would have said, bet, we'll win six out of seven games, right? At least, if not more. Because they were hitting the ball great, and their pitching was was their was their you know their weak point going into the series, so to speak. And yet they came out, and those pitchers did a fantastic job. Yeah, their pitching staff uh, stepped up. They just they just weren't hitting 
in some key spots in, in, in those first three games. And then Altuve with the errors would look, looked really bad. So, you know, that, that didn't work out, but then, you know, they got their bats going a little bit and kind of the rays kind of cooled off and, and it, it evened out at the end. And that's, that's how we got a game seven. It's amazing in the, um, in the first three games, how many balls were hit hard by the Astros, but right at people, right? Like Bregman couldn't buy a hit and he kept coming up with people on base and he, he just, he couldn't buy a hit. I mean, he was smashing balls right at Wendell at third or Domus at short. It was, yeah. uh, it was incredible to watch. I, I thought the Astros – if you look at the seven games as a whole, I feel like the Astros outplayed the Rays. I feel like the Astros deserved to win that series. But, you know, that's kind of the way it goes sometimes. The baseball gods just don't smile upon you. And unfortunately for them, the baseball gods did not smile upon them. My question is, what was it, game seven? Why was Carlos Correa not thrown out for bumping the umpire? Oh yeah, did you see that? Was it no, that was game right. six, right? Well, whatever game it was. Yeah. He should have been thrown out. I mean, he walked by him and he bumped him. He bumped him pretty good. Uh, I, I thought my, my first reaction was he hit the he hit the umpire. Yeah, and here's the other thing. No social distance in there from the umpire either. So, right? You can't be touching people. Yeah, well. It's just terrible. Maybe he that's why he didn't mind. Yeah, I thought that was – I saw that, and that was my first thought as well. But, um, man, talk about a guy redeeming himself, right? Because Carlos Correa had kind of taken a dip in the last couple of years, and most of it's been because of injuries, right? But, man, he he had himself a hell of a series. Uh, you know, he had that walk-off home run in the ninth inning of, uh, of game five. Uh, just – I mean, he just had an incredible series all the way around and uh you know he's back he's back if he stays healthy he's he's back for sure i'll tell you what man the one player that i don't think will be back is altuve i mean altuve made some really bad play like he had a lot of time on some of the throws and he fucking short hopped a bunch of them and if it wasn't for gurio you know saving him on some of those they would have been errors and obviously, you know, his numbers dipped this season compared to the previous seasons. And I don't know, man. I think he might not he might not be back to himself going forward. If he is, it's gonna take a few years. But he looks he looked he looked a lot more frustrated, tired, he wasn't having fun like Carrera and Springer. Those guys were still smiling and you know, you can kind of sense they still had that that energy but Altuve I don't know man he that might linger for a little bit I think yeah you know we've seen guys uh, look we've seen it before where guys especially in the field right where they've gotten the yips and they can't shake it you know and and with the hatred of the Astros I feel like he's going to get a lot of questions about it. I feel like it's a topic that's really not going to go away. If he throws, if he throws a ball away in 
in you know the first game of the season next year, I think it's going to instantly become a conversation again. And you know, we've seen guys completely lose it. Remember, remember Chuck Knobloch used to play for the Twins yeah. and the Yankees. Yeah, that guy won a Gold Glove and got right. to the point where he could not throw the ball from second base to first base. In fact, I right. remember one game watching him where he had already made two throwing errors. And on the third one, he's throwing the ball, and the, the, the camera caught him actually looking at his hand as he's throwing it. It's like, wow. Yeah. So, and keep in mind, and keep in mind, this is all without fans. Wait till there's fans showing up and you have to go, uh, you know, play as the visiting team. Yeah. Like, and, and I'll it's tell you not going to get better. I'll tell you what, the Astros – got a pass this year because there were no fans. But from all of the activity that I'm seeing and from all the conversation that I'm hearing and whatnot, I don't think I think I think they're gonna get it next year. I want to say almost as bad as they got it, they would have got it this year. Like a whole year between the 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 findings coming out by MLB and there being fans, a whole calendar year and then some. I don't think he's going to quiet the fans. I think the Astros, I told you that. Didn't I yeah. tell you that? Yeah, you did. You did. And I thought, nah, a year later, people are going to kind of forget. But it, no. seems like, it seems like fans are going to – they're going to – like fans are – I feel like fans are chomping at the bit to get back and yeah. let them have it. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible to me. But they have they have become – They've become the evil empire. I mean, they're, yeah. they're just as handy yeah. as the Yankees. It's amazing to me. I didn't. I never thought that would happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. yeah. Uh, moving on to the other series again, a big comeback. But this one, they saw all the way through. The Dodgers down three-one at one point, not looking good there for a while. Came all the way back to win against the uh, against the uh, the Braves. A good series with a lot more offense than the Rays and Astros. Uh, did the Braves blow this, or are the Dodgers just that good and they could turn it on and win three straight at the end? Yeah, they blew it, of course. Hell yeah. You're up 3-1 on the best team in baseball? Fuck yeah, you blew it. You blew it yesterday with poor base running. Uh, oh. You know, so and, – and the pitching really wasn't there. Like, they don't really have – front line they don't have a, a one two three starter like some of those besides max freed who who i think is a little bit of a fluke like he was good in the first game and then whatever game he pitched after that he didn't pitch so well so he's i'm i'm so that's all they have uh, other than that the rest are like spot starters almost yeah I and mean, you're missing you're missing your ace mike soroka that's that's huge yeah they have a decent bullpen, but I mean, if if they can't get through innings one through six, then I mean they're gonna have issues. So yeah, they absolutely blew it. The one thing that impressed me um, is the uh, the uh, the the Dodgers lineup. My goodness, I mean that's it's tough one through nine. You know, you can, you see a drop off at six or seven, right? Usually the six hole, the seven hole is where you start to see a drop off, right? We saw it. The Rays certainly have a drop off. The Rays have a drop off at five. Um, the Astros have a drop off at six or seven, a significant drop off at six or seven. Uh, the Braves as well. 
man, the Dodgers don't really have a big drop-off all the way through. So I don't blame the Braves pitching as much as that's just a beast of a lineup to deal with. And, again, and, here's, and here's where the seven games in seven days thing I think really hurts some, uh, a team is when you have to face a team like the Dodgers with that lineup, those guys, you know, when they start to see those bullpen guys, you know, two, three, four, five times in the last six days, seven days, it gets easier and easier for them because they're such a good hitting team. And I wonder if the if the Rays won't benefit from the fact that the World Series will have two rest days in there so that, A, those relievers can be fresher, and, B, also expand the time a little bit between the, between when the Dodgers see them first time to second time. You know what I mean? But that Dodgers yeah. lineup is just – it's insane. And if you look at it, yeah, they had the big breakout game where they scored 15 runs. But other than that, you know, they had the comeback game where they almost tied it up. They scored seven there. But the, the, the game five that they won, they scored seven. They only scored three and four in game six and seven. So it's not the, – the Braves pitching did their job. I feel like their offense just kind of kind of went kaput. Um, but that's the way it goes, you know. And, and really the Dodgers showed um, – showed their championship medal and you know they're gonna have to do it again against the Rays because the Rays are not going to be an easy out you know this is a series I think that could go could very well go seven games because the the Rays are just they're just going to be in every game did you say metal or metal 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 okay that is exactly what they'll be getting they're going to be getting a piece of metal (laughs) if they win the World Series oh my thanks to Rob Manfred I wonder. Hey, look, if, I wonder if Rob Manfred is going to say something like, uh, um, "Hold on a second, I've got a situation here on my computer." I wonder if uh, if Rob Manfred will make a metal reference when he whenever he hands out the World Series trophy. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he does. Take your medal. <laughs> yeah. I hope he does, man. Take it to the scrapyard, scrap metal. <laughs> you know, and and if he did that, it it, it would. It would, I, I wouldn't like it, but in a way, it would kind of diffuse a little bit because I think, I think there's a lot of fans out there like you, who, like, it increases your hatred of him just because he said that. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it's, I think it's. A, I think it's a disrespect to yeah, to, the, to the winners, you know, to whoever wins, you know. Like, it's oh. not a piece of metal, you know. what I'm saying it's, like it's the trophy itself, right? I mean, it's yeah. You're not playing for. No one's ever said. Come on, what other commissioner has said? Like nobody ever, nobody ever even thought of saying that. I know. know? I I don't know if he was trying to be funny or if he's just a doofus or. I mean, he's a very intelligent man. Um, I, I, you know, I just I don't know. It's just a complete brain fart for him to say that, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are not going to let him live it down. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Hey, back to your point about, you know, the, the lineup, the Dodgers lineup being deep. Bellinger was bad in sixth. He was bad in the sixth hole. Like, Bellinger was bad. He And he hasn't really gotten it going. Like, yep. obviously, he had a huge home run yesterday, right? He had a couple of key hits. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he, he, you know, he hasn't been high, right? It's been Muncie, Seager, you know, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. 
probably saved the Dodgers in game six and seven, right? Yeah, I mean, those catches, those catches were those catches were unbelievable. And in game yeah. six, in game six, was it game six or game five? It was two nothing. It was it game was, six. Was it game six? Yeah. Whatever it was, when he makes that catch and 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 what's his face gets called out for leaving early, and, and then they come right back and hit the home run. They go from being down three nothing to only being down, you know, to all of a sudden it's a two one game. I mean, it, just the momentum swing of some of those catches that he made were fantastic. I mean, he he showed out with that glove uh, in this. Yeah. Yeah, so now, he did. He did. So, so now we have. The World Series, um, it feels like the Dodgers are here damn near every year. The Rays haven't been here since 2008, I want to say, something crazy like that. Um, yep. What do you got? Uh, I, I want to see the Rays win. I think they have a chance because they're in it. But I, I the Dodgers lineup is – it's a little too much. Yeah. I don't care how many days rest the Rays have in between. I don't care how many openers they have. I think their lineup is just a little too much. It's too deep, like you say, and it's, it's you know, it, it's going to be a little too much for the Rays to handle at the end of the day. And I don't know that their lineup can match, you know, can go toe-to-toe, blow-for-blow, yeah. you know, with with the Dodgers. And, and you know, the Dodgers – I mean, they've been in the freaking world. This is their third time in four years, right? Yeah. Uh, fuck. I. I mean. I don't know. I. I. They're due. I'm sure they. You know. They. They. Both teams want to win at this point. Nobody wants it more. I, I don't. I don't like that. That phrase. But. But. When you've been there and you've been so close, and then you feel cheated, and then, you know, you got beat fair and square. It's kind of like. Okay, we need we need to win now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sure those Dodger players want to win for for Roberts too, because I I think Roberts might be one foot in, one foot out if he you know if he doesn't win. Yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've often wondered if if he would end up uh, getting fired if, uh, if which is fair, which is I mean, fair. You know, I mean, look, you got a big payroll. You play in Los Angeles. You've gone to the World Series, like I said, three out of the last four years. I mean, you're always winning the division. Like, the expectation is to win. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm not surprised if 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 that happens. I Look, I, I think the Dodgers are definitely the better team. Uh, certainly when you look at the disparity. Like, if I look at the matchup between Dodgers hitting and Rays pitching, I can see the Dodgers winning that. And then when I look at the matchup between Rays hitting and Dodgers pitching, I think the Dodgers are definitely going to win that. So it's, you know, it's, I feel like it's just kind of a no brainer. I want the one thing I do wonder with the Dodgers is I don't like that phrase about who wants it more. I don't like it either. Um, But certainly it feels like they want it more. Right. And I wonder if wanting it more is actually worse. Right. Like, We've all heard in baseball, if you try to hit a home run, you're not going to hit one, right? You hit home runs when you focus on the basics and don't even think about hitting a home run. And so, right. uh, 
you know, I wonder if if they're going to press and if the series ends up going six, you know, six games and then maybe to a seventh game, will that pressure eventually make them crumble? Um, I don't know. I mean, if I had to put money on it, I would bet on the Dodgers. But I, I do wonder if they they will feel that pressure and say and, and, and crack and ultimately crack. Right. So give me your final prediction. Games. Team and uh, game. Shit. I'll say Dodgers 4-1. I'll say Dodgers in six just because I don't think the um, the Rays will go quietly. But if it goes to a game seven, I think I would actually bet on the Rays. So it's got to be Dodgers in six. But- the, the one thing about the, the Dodgers just can't pitch Clayton Kershaw. I'm sorry, he's not a fucking postseason pitcher. They just can't fucking pitch him. Keep him for pitch him 40, 50 times during the regular season. That man cannot fucking pitch in the postseason. I'm sorry. He's great. He's he's look, I put a tweet out there. Clayton Kershaw equals James Harden. Okay. They're very good regular season players, but when it's time, when it's time, I'm sorry. But I mean, other than that, they got a great fucking rotation. Yeah, no, look, they, they've got an awesome team. So it, it, I think it's going to be a really good series. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, I would I, I would rather have seen, uh, seven, you know, seven straight straight games. Yeah. Days. I mean, why the fuck not? Yeah, you did it for the ALCS and NLCS. Why not do it for the World Series? It, this Maybe is take I, two days in between, you know, two or two, yeah, an extra day in between, and then go into it. It's uh, it's two, three, two, so it's two games, a break, three games, and then two games. Um, I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand why they couldn't put breaks in the championship series like normal. Like, what's another two days? Yeah, that seems kind of silly to me, but whatever. Yeah. Uh. Hey, um, what do you think about – and I don't know if you even really noticed, but what do you think about that park in Arlington? Uh, nothing. Here's my problem with it. Is it me or does it seem dark? And, and the wind – you saw a lot of guys having trouble with the wind in there, and you saw a lot of guys having trouble when the ball goes into the corners, right, in the outfield. It comes out different every time. You saw the outfielders be very, very careful going into the corner to to, to get a ball because it, it comes out funky and like I don't know if they just have like I don't know I don't know what's going on out there but it, it the part let's just say I'm less than impressed with it it's kind of odd yeah to the to to the right field corner it feels like the ball really especially is, right field yeah. I did notice that. You're right. Um, I do think the ball flies a little bit in that park, right? With that as well. But that's not uh, uncommon. Huh? That's not uncommon. And when that roof is open, the wind is a bitch. I mean, the wind oh, yeah. is bad. It reminds me right. of a of giant stadium. I mean, the wind is weird. So, so who gets to say in that? Is it the home team? Who gets what say? If the roof is closed or open, no, I think Major League Baseball has a policy, huh. right? Like, uh, my guess is uh, if there's any rain in the forecast, they close it. 
And since they're all night games, they're going to open it. If they were playing day, I think during day games, they closed it. At night games, they open it. Um, and if there's any any forecast of rain, they just close it, would be my guess. Well, you know, that could play a part, man, you know. Yeah. I mean, there weren't a lot of runs. I mean, there's, there weren't a lot of runs in the um, ALCS as there was in the NLCS. So, yeah. And, and to, to, to our point earlier, I think that favors the Dodgers. The more runs yeah. that are scored, the better for the Dodgers. Because the right. Dodgers can hang 15 on you, whereas I don't think the Rays can, even with, you know, all the nuances of the field and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I just hope we get a good series, you know? Yeah, Competitive. Sure. I'm sure we'll get a blowout in there at some point, but. Yeah. But let's, uh, yeah, let's, uh, you know, I always root for a good series. And quite frankly, I'm going to root for seven games again because I don't care who wins. Kind of Who wins MVP? Huh? Who wins MVP? It's got to be from the Dodgers, right? Because you, you're picking I'm the thinking, Dodgers. I'm thinking Dodgers. I'm thinking either Mookie Betts or Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller is going to get two starts, and then he'll be available for a game seven if it goes that far. And I think he may – you know, they, they, if it goes seven and they have to use him in a game seven, he pitches three solid innings or whatever, shuts them down. I think uh, I think Walker Bueller could win the MVP. How about you? I'm going to say Corey Seager wins the World Series MVP. I think he's going to continue this little hot streak that he's got going on, man. He is hot. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, so the, the, the Astros got cooled off by the Rays. So. Yeah, true, true. Uh, hey, let's move on to the NFL. So we're through week six of the NFL season. Oh, I got, I got, I got some breaking news here. Oh, what's that? I am officially out of uh, Twitter jail. Thank you very much. Thank you, Twitter, for letting me loose. I will now go on a rampage of tweets. They may not say much but i will be tweeting all night long i will stay up to like two in the morning and uh yeah make sure i don't call i don't understand how you always end up in twitter jail i've never been in twitter jail so i don't know but yeah i mean, I, I think this time it's pretty stupid but hey whatever i'm out so i, I don't care i'm out I, I i didn't even need to use my money and bond down i just wait i you know i just did the time you know <laughs> whatever do the time, do the time that's it well i hope you're that's rehabilitated it. I hope yes. you have been rehabilitated and your tweets are, you know, productive for society. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> week six of – was it week six or week five? Week six of the NFL, right? No, week – Week six. Week six. Okay. Week um, six. What, uh, what game or games caught your attention the most? Uh, well, I mean, I only watched one game. That was the fucking Giants. Uh, so, but uh, let me see. Hold on. Let me let me go through the. Um, let me go through the ticker here. I'll tell you what. The Vikings are fucking done. That team. There's no coming back from that. I mean, they've they've got some really bad losses, man. Like they were up on Seattle. They were, they got handled by the Falcons. Yeah. That team is done. Kirk Cousins is going to keep getting paid and do absolutely nothing. 
this is about the point in the season where we give up, right? This is about the point in the season where we say, okay, I give up expecting the Vikings to, to be a good team. I thought they were going to be good. They're trash. They're trash. Um, I thought the Bears were going to be a crappy team. Okay, I give up. They're not a crappy team. They're a good team. They're five and one. It is kind of at this point where you start to kind of throw your hands up and say, okay, I was, I was just wrong about that team. Another team yeah. that I think you were wrong about, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, hear me out. I understand that they have not played the toughest competition ever. But right. the Pittsburgh Steelers – They will here in the next, com- the next coming weeks. They will, right. It will get tougher. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated. They're they're five and zero, six and zero. What's 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 the what's the number here? Five and zero, five and zero. So they're five and zero. Yeah, they're five and zero. And look, at five and zero, you're looking at a ten win season at least, right? If you go five and six the rest of the way, you got a ten win season. And you would think a team that's you know started off five and zero can at least go five hundred the rest of the way, or in this case, actually a little bit less. And the Steelers are looking, they're looking good now. It did come at a price in that uh, Devin Bush tore his uh, ACL, and he's been really great on defense for him, and now he is likely done for the season with an ACL tear. Um, but like you said, it does get tough now. You've got uh, the, they're coming up on the Titans, the Ravens, and the Cowboys and the Bengals, the Jaguars. All, all on the road. Yeah, they've got three in a row on the road. Which is which is tough. Um, we'll see about Dallas though. That that may not be that tough of a game. We'll see how it shakes out. And look, Andy Dalton's the quarterback, so they're not gonna. You know, they know Andy Dalton, right, from all of his years in Cincinnati. So it'll be interesting. But the the Steelers look like the real deal. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure they're gonna win the division. I still think the Ravens are their better team, but. Man, they look solid. They look rock solid. Yeah, I mean, their record says so, but, I mean, you know, again, to the point that you made, they play the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, and the Browns. Look, a win is a win, no doubt. A win is a win, no doubt, 5-0. and you, you, Good teams win the games you're supposed to win, and those, those are games that the Steelers – are supposed to win. I'm sure they were favored in all those games. They're supposed to win those games. That's cool. But we, you know, I don't know. I'm just not sold on on the team. They got a very good defense. The well, defense. I think they. I think they have five straight games where they have three sacks and an, and and an, at least three sacks and an interception in each of the of those uh, yeah. first games. I think the 1986 Giants were the only other team to do that. So. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, but but I, I'm not I'm not a I, I'm still putting them in the uh, pretender category. Absolutely not, and I'll tell you why. As much as we say, well, you know, they've they've only beaten the Texans and the Eagles, blah. blah. The fact of the matter is, their schedule's not that hard. They don't play. You know, they they've got the Ravens twice for sure. That's tough. But look, they play the NFC East, which is, I mean. It's a house of horrors. I mean, it's Halloween. It's Halloween scary every Sunday with the NFC East. I mean, the NFC East is deplorable. Um, right. And 
they don't they don't have to play it seems like they're not playing any of the big teams in the AFC either they don't have to play the Patriots who you know they normally play but this year they don't and the Patriots aren't world beaters but again Belichick is you know kind of got their number they don't have to play the Chiefs they do play the Bills and the Colts that's not going to be easy but and and the, you know they do play the Titans I believe as well in fact next week so their schedule is not that difficult either so while you say five and zero, yeah, maybe they're not on. Maybe they're not five and zero good enough to be fourteen and two. They're certainly five and zero good enough to be twelve and four with that schedule and a and a serious contender in in the AFC. Um, who else? You know who surprised me a little bit? The Jets. It was the Forty Niners. No, not the Giants. That didn't surprise me because Washington, the Washington Redskins suck. No, no, I but said the, the Jets. Huh? I said the Jets. Oh, the Jets? Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you said the Giants. No. No, that did not surprise me either, actually. The Jets <laughs> losing like that. You're right about the Niners. Speak on it. Yeah, I mean, the fuck, the way they – I didn't watch all the game because I was watching mostly the baseball game. But, I mean, from what I saw in the highlights – uh Shit, I mean, they really, they controlled that game from the start. Yep. And, and that's you know, a team to that is- answer like that after you got your your ass beat by the Dolphins the week before uh, against a division rival, that's, well, that's pretty and, good. And, and look, the beating by the Dolphins, I don't, it wasn't that shocking, not because the Dolphins are good, but the, the, the 49ers have a laundry list of injuries. I mean, they have more guys right. than they do healthy. So, and you know, I thought the Ram, I thought the Rams were going to win that game easily. And so, yeah, I was I was shocked, just like you were, um, and shocked in a good way. They, I thought they played an excellent game uh, and really, really clamped down on the. Uh... So, after a small technical difficulty, we're back. Yes, who's back? Back. Yeah, I'm going to put in a little PSA in there. One of those emergency broadcast signals or some shit. Oh, don't you hate that? Remember when you were, well, you, yeah, because I don't know if they come on anymore, but when you're watching late night TV or whatever, and then they want to fucking reboot the channel or the, you know, or I think Comcast usually did it. Like, they would do it, like, at one in the morning. And I like, that. I'm not ready to go to sleep yet. And then they start fucking, can't watch anything. Yeah. Every channel is all of a sudden jacked up. So hey, before what? While while we were away, were, did, were you watching any of this Buffalo Bills Kansas City Chiefs game? I got it in the background, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was too busy fixing our technical difficulties. Okay, I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes just had a fucking nutty play. It was one of those plays where you don't know if he's running or he's gonna pass. So he gets right to the line of scrimmage crosses the line of scrimmage, comes back behind the line of scrimmage, acts, you know, looking looking to throw, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And then somehow it was like third and five. Well, it was um, second and five or third and five, and he somehow managed to get it within inches of the first down. And on the very next play, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs scored a touchdown. But, I mean, he really turned – Nothing into nothing into something. Amazing. 
I mean, he does it all the time. It's incredible. That team is so yeah. loaded on offense, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and now they got Bell, which is weird. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Like, why would the Chiefs take anyone off the trash heap that is the Jets? Well, here's the well, here's the thing. Talk about garbage picking. Yeah, but it's exactly, but no, no, not garbage, but cost effective, right? It's cost effective. And then there were rumors that the Bills were one of those teams that that were looking to get him. So I I wonder if that was just a way for nobody in the AFC to get Le'Veon Bell. Maybe. Right? Because it's not going to cost them much. The Jets are willing to pay, you know, 100% of his salary plus some more if, if, if need be, you know? Is, is there a bigger trash heap than the Jets? I mean, what a – I mean, the Giants are pretty close. Yeah, this is true. This is but true. getting the win kind of, you know, sets us apart a little bit more. Uh, the Fal- I mean, the Falcons could have been that other team, right? But yeah. they they fucking fired the man. Apparently, that's what you had to won. do. That, apparently, that's what you have to do to get a win sometimes, right? The Texans fired Bill O'Brien. They won. The Falcons right. fired Dan Quinn. They won. Should the Jets maybe fire Adam Gase and – the Jets are like, no, nah, we're going to hold on to Adam Gase, make sure we get that number one pick. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I won't be surprised if that's what they're saying. If the Cowboys lose, if the Cowboys lose tonight, which is a very real possibility, Arizona's not a bad football team, and the, and, and the Cowboys are obviously playing with a backup quarterback, the NFC East will be a combined, a combined, get this, five 18 and 1. I'm happy that the Giants contribute to that five because they could easily not have contributed anything. <laughs> God knows they're contributing to the 18, but really they all are. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's that, that division. Boy, I don't know. That it's, division is a it's a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire. And and then you've got the flip side, right? Where you've got the AFC North, they're a combined 15, 7, and 1. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, that's another surprise, right? The Bears. The Bears are a no, huge no, 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 surprise. No. AFC North, not NFC. AFC. Oh, a- AFC North. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. The, the NFC North has a normal distribution, 5 and 1, 5 and 1, 5 and 1, 4 and 1, 2 and 3, 1 and 5. Pretty average. Did you hear Nick Foles yesterday during his uh, post-game interview? No. You should look it up. I mean, he just he – just, it'll give you goosebumps. Like, the guy just said all the right shit that, as teammates, you want to hear. What did he say? It's just unbelievable how this guy doesn't get a chance to be a starter. He has to s- sign a contract as okay. a – as a backup, as a second stringer, mm-hmm. and all he does is win? <laughs> I like, I don't get it. They are a surprising 5-1. and one. But like I said, at this point, at this point, you just got to say, okay, they're a good football team. Even though we didn't think so, they're a good football team, right? Um, yeah. Because you, we're at the point in the season now where 
we've got six games. We've seen how it shakes out. You know, there's everybody's everybody's got injuries. You know, everybody's moving around. And at this point, I feel like at this point, if you're a team like the Vikings, where they thought they were good, they were a playoff contender. They thought they were a good football team, and they're one in five. They're done. They at this point, even the good on that team has said, "Screw it." See. I- I, I don't agree with that all the way because I mean we've seen it plenty of times where teams have gone six and two and then end the back eight at two and six or, or vice versa. So you know you always have a team or maybe two that kind of go on a run and and just kind of you know make it happen. Like yeah, I'm not saying the Vikings are that team. I'm not saying the uh, uh, whoever else we just talked about is, is that team, but. It, it could happen. You know right. what I mean? It all, yeah. Look, it all depends. Look, this is the NFL. It's a week-to-week league. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. But the fact of the matter is, if most teams that start 1-5 and five, finish 5-11, and 11, if that, right? It's just it, – it could happen. Sure, it could. Someone could turn it around. But – it's not likely. Let's look at the teams that we've got. You've got the Jets at 0-6, the Bengals at 1-4-1, the Texans and the Jaguars at 1-5, the Chargers at 1-4. Out of those one, two, three, four, five teams, how many of them are going to come back to be 8-8? Eight and eight? My guess is none. Could one do it? Texans probably yeah. could. The Texans could, but let's face it. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would have to look at their schedules. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, look, you know. I agree with you. Someone could. But the fact of the matter is most of these teams at this point, they're lost causes, and the Vikings are one of them. So you're saying the Steelers, the Titans, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Bills, all are 5-0, 5-1, 4-1. They can't – none of those teams will, will you know, maybe go – three and five on the back eight and then maybe screw up a top seeding? That is more likely, and I'll tell you why. Injuries. So they started off good, and, you know, they're blowing and going, and then they have a key injury, right? Look, if Josh Allen goes down, the Bills are in trouble, right? I mean, he's playing really well. If they're uh, in trouble today. (laughs) Yeah. If if Aaron Rodgers goes down in Green Bay – they're in trouble, right? Um, so if you get a key injury, it's different, right? Like I can see that backsliding, but rarely do you see teams come back from a from a slow start. And you may see some of them pick it up during the season for whatever X, Y, Z reason, but it is very rare. All those teams that I mentioned in the AFC with one win, it's a long road to get to, to, to eight and eight even. And, you know, eight and eight doesn't really get you in the conversation. So – and, and this year, Mike. Yeah, this year. Well, yeah, that's that's true because you got the one extra playoff spot, right? Yeah. What did you make of uh, Tom Brady uh, slicing up the Packers' defense? Uh, I didn't enjoy that one bit. I was expecting a great game, and it ended up being a fucking blowout. Yeah, yeah. Look, but the Packers are another team who haven't played anybody. Yeah. Now, if you look at their first five games, they haven't played nobody. I agree. So, but but I do feel like they're a very good football team. Although Aaron Rodgers, look, I said it before the season started. 
that Aaron Rodgers was going to have a bit of a backslide this year. I felt like he was going to start to taper off because he's a little bit older now. What did he do yesterday? He threw two, not one, two interceptions. I mean, the guy's – I mean, he's not washed up yet, but, I mean, he's obviously getting there. You know, it's time to start the retirement tour and get him a rocking chair. <laughs> no, look, you know, you know, Packer fans are kind of like Yankee fans, right? They fucking go bananas when their team starts losing. And I, I have this message to Packer fans. Relax. That team, that team is not that good, though. Like, they don't really have a lot of good players. I mean, they got a good running back, good wide receiver. But other than that, I mean. And, and a good quarterback who's not backsliding in spite of what oh, yeah. people may have said. I don't know who those yeah. people are, but. <laughs> we won't say no names. I tell you what, man. I am, I'm a, I'm a Tom Brady fan, admittedly. But it is impressive what that guy's doing. I mean, he's 43 years old, and he is playing – I mean, he's playing great football. I mean, he's just – he's the anomaly. The guy doesn't know what down it was last Thursday night. I mean – What? The guy didn't know what down it was last Thursday night. Yeah, so he's got so, – so he's, you know, so he's got a little dementia, right? He's 43. Cut him some slack. We forget shit on this show all the time. Um, I mean, look. Let's be honest. The books, the books are loaded. Like he's got, he's, he picked very wisely in the summer where he was gonna go. Okay, he's not, he's not a dumbass. He's pretty, he's a pretty smart guy. So, you know, you know, know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Someone's still got to call the plays. Someone still has to make the reads. Someone has to throw the football. Look, Jameis Winston had all those tools, and he had thirty interceptions. So yeah, but you know, yeah, uh, you got to give Brady uh, credit. Yeah, no, I'm not taking nothing away from him, but uh, you know, see that I'm not going to overreact on the Packers going, you know, losing yesterday, and I'm not going to overreact on the Bucks winning either. You know, I know a lot of people are, but I wouldn't be. Dude, what are Mondays for if not an overreaction? Yeah, well, you know. Monday, you know who I am overreacting on are the fucking are the uh are the Rams. I think that was a, I think that's bad for them. They play the Bears, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Bucks, the 49ers, the Cardinals in their next few games. That's not good. That's not easy. That's not an easy. Yeah, that that was a that was a game they should have won last night because that again that Niners defense is extremely banged up. Uh, you know the team in general is is dinged up. It's. I think that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they missed out on a good opportunity there, especially considering what the schedule is coming up. So, I think the wheels are going to fall off on that bus, which you know, really opens the door for Seattle to kind of cruise in that division and and be one of the top. You know, they're they're undefeated at five and zero. The only undefeated team in the NFC. You know, they, they and and if they get a one seed, it, it's going to be tough to go to Seattle and beat them. Yeah. And a chance for the 49ers to maybe, you know, sneak in there, even though they have some injuries, they can maybe that's, you know, that's a team that if they can kind of weather the storm and they, you know, get all their guys back, they could be in a good spot too, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they, they, they really do have to weather the storm with the injuries. Uh, Garoppolo is, is obviously – necessary in in spite of the fact that I don't think he's a great quarterback. He's extremely valuable to that team. And 
he's got to be in there. So if, if that high ankle sprain, you know, doesn't get better or gets worse for whatever reason, you know, it's it's going to be a problem for them. Uh, can't think of anything else that really caught my eye yesterday. Hey, question for you. Uh, the yeah. Texans. So with about three minutes, the Texans. This is, this is one that I think is debatable. With about three minutes left, the Texans score a touchdown to go up seven, right? They make the decision to go for two to be up nine as opposed to kick the extra point to be up eight. The difference being, of course, if you make the two-point conversion, then Tennessee has to score twice in three minutes. If you kick the extra point, they have to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion in three in in those three minutes. What is your take? Like, what would you have done in that situation? I would have kicked the extra point. Really? I would have kicked the extra point. Yeah. Is it is it a, is it a to go up eight to go up eight? Yeah. Is it? I mean, they, they got to score. Is it a no-brainer for you? Like the you think the Texans were dead wrong, or is that one that you're? Eh, you know, I can see both sides of that. I mean, the Titans still have to score twice. They have to make a two-point conversion. You know, and that's right. not always it, that easy. Not, but it's on one possession, right? Right, but they got to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion, so they have to score twice. Right, but it's but but they only need one possession to do it. Whereas okay, if, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're up, if you're up nine, so what you're what you're really debating is stopping them on a two point conversion or the likelihood that they could recover an onside kick. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, the Texans are playing with house money. I mean, Cornell might as well say fucking go for it every single time because. Either he thinks he's not getting the job at the end of the year and he's just like, fuck it. Or because, I mean, yeah, you got, you got, I think you have to. I heard, two, I heard some. I mean, Ron Rivera did that shit yesterday too. Like, he went for two points. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would have taken that shit. I've heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of criticism about the play. And I, ha I don't, I don't think it's, I mean, Hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, you hear all the criticism now that the game is over. But in the moment, I thought that was the right thing to do because even if, even if you don't make the two-point conversion, you're still up seven. The game is tied. You would get the ball back and have a chance to kick a winning field goal, right? So, like, let's say what happened, right, that they did not, um, they did not make the two-point conversion. If – Tennessee goes down the field, scores a touchdown, which they did. It happened to take all three, all three minutes, right? They scored with four seconds left. But if they would have, let's say they would have scored faster. Well, then you get the ball back and you have a chance to maybe kick the, the winning field goal. So I don't, I thought it was, I thought the criticism was a lot of hindsight's 2020. I think in the moment, as I saw it happen, I thought, I'm okay with that. That's a good call. You want to go up two scores. You're not – if it was six, it'd be different, right, because then you could lose. But it's tied. Worst thing that happens is you go into overtime. 
And of course, it didn't it didn't work out for the Texans because Tennessee got the ball and basically ran it down the field. Um, right. But it's I, I thought it was I thought it was a good call. I, I I thought it was good. I thought all of the criticism was, well, I see what the result is, so it's obviously wrong, right? If he if he had oh, made yeah. I think if he had made the two point conversion and then Tennessee had scored, and then not made the onside kick, I think everyone would have said that's a genius move. Yeah, I mean, for the, for the Texans' sake, they need wins. So I would have taken the safe bet and kicked the extra point because you can't afford to lose any more games. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, plus, I don't know. Yeah, but that, but that, but that feels like a 50-50 thing to me. Uh, you know, it feels like well, a 50-50 thing. It backfired. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think that's why they lost, right? It's just they got – at that point, they got beat. They just got beat. I mean, the Tennessee no, – No, no, no. At that point, they had a chance to take an eight-point lead, a seven-point lead. Look, the way Tennessee was moving the ball in the fourth quarter, they'd have scored on a two-point conversion. Yeah, but, at, yeah, you know that now. That's hindsight 2020. You, you, you know that they would have scored because they scored. But at that point – at that point, like I said, a team like the Texans, you gotta, you can't be taking chances like that either. Not, not now. I don't think so. That's just my opinion. I feel like it's a 50-50 either way. I feel yeah. like people. I th- I feel like all the criticism is because people have seen the result. So, anyway, it's it's an interesting debate to say the least. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? that wraps it up man that wraps it up we've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the positive sports podcast as always folks if you want to reach out to the show you can email us positive sports 10 at gmail.com positive sports 10 at gmail.com if you want to contact alex you can do so now that he is a free bird how do they do that alex on twitter at brooklyn gaucho one hey do you uh do you like this Monday night doubleheader? Uh yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah, I, I mean more the more sports I can see, the better. I, I don't I don't care. It starts look, I'm working from home. It starts earlier than like if I was working at the office, I would miss the beginning of the game, right? Because it starts at four o'clock. So that right. would suck. But I'm working from home. I got the TV on all day. So instead of hearing sports talk, I got an actual game I can I can I can have in the background. So I love it. I love it. I think this should replace the Thursday night game. I'm they down for do this. They should do away with the Thursday night game. Because it's never a good one. I don't understand the Thursday night game. Like what's the point of that? I mean I I could I could get used to this. Two yeah. Monday night games. Yeah. It starts I, at four o'clock in the afternoon. You go till ten thirty. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. And 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 here's the thing: the Thursday night game sucks. It's never two good teams, right? And they put it on the NFL. Well, they try to rotate it. Yeah, they but try. To, they try to make sure everybody, every team plays on Thursday night. That's the yeah. problem. No, no, no. You you got you said that mostly correct. They rotate it so that every shitty team is on Thursday night. Right, yeah. yeah. But, um, but, and here's the thing. They put it on the NFL Network, 
which is, um, you know, not everyone has it. So like, what's the point? Right. What's the right. point? If you can't, if you can't sell that game as part of the package that ESPN or ABC or uh, CBS or NBC uh, or Fox have, then put it in the normal, in the normal uh, uh, Sunday slot. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the Thursday night game. Let's just say that. All right. So where can they reach you, Ed? On Twitter as well. I am never in jail, so you will always be able to reach me because I'm a good, upstanding citizen. Reach me on Twitter at emontana21. You got anything else, Alex? Uh, that's it. Don't uh, eat tuna fish, fish, salmon, steamed broccoli, and then go somewhere and have to put your mask on because the burps will not be pretty. Other than that, you guys be safe, and uh, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next episode. I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, I know he likes seafood. Why is he all of a sudden hating on seafood? I, dude, I forget sometimes what I ate, and I just it's just one of those things where either I eat something at a restaurant or I eat something at home, and right after I decide to, whatever, go to the store or something. Right. And, you know, I like to let off burps because that's what real men do. And I forget what I had to eat five minutes ago. And I'm like, fuck, that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's Word hilarious. Line, that's hilarious. All righty, folks. So that's your tip of the day. Uh, be careful what you eat, especially if you're going to go out and wear a mask. But that's right. wear a mask, practice social distancing, be safe. And most importantly, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.